0: Happy Friday, everyone. Once again, thank you for tuning in to WVAU for American's Favorites and Marquee Sports Music Radio Show, Fanatic Radio here, 8 to 9 on Friday nights. We are the pregame to the pregame. I'm your host, Michael Gardner. It's a little depressing today as it is Super Bowl weekend and my two co-hosts are usually the guys that host the show with me. Dan Goldman is off doing his fraternity stuff. We wish him the best with that. And John Blundo is currently somewhere out in, know, in a DuPont circle trying to get his life back in order. But for now, I'm flying solo unless some kind person from outside wants to come join me to talk about their knowledge of sports. But once again, snack Radio, WVAU, 8 to 9 on Fridays. Go to facebook.com slash Radio to like the page, listen to the podcast and everything, follow what we're doing on the airwaves. And anything behind the scenes? Also, phone lines are open, 202-885-8700. Calls would be highly appreciative as we are just days away from Super Bowl Sunday. Surprising it is finally here. This has been a yet one of the shortest yet longest football seasons I can remember in my time as we put the New England Patriots and the New York Giants together in Indianapolis. And already questions are popping up. We had a crazy week at American University. We had special guest, former AU grad and ESPN, current ESPN News anchor, Bram Weinstein, who will actually be joining us on the show later today. And, of course, if any of you are fans of those two teams and would like to call in, 202-885-8700. But for now, we will, I will get to my prediction later in the show because I don't want to spoil any surprises or anything for the end. But for now, we're going to start with Rob Gronkowski, how his ankle injury is still one of the hot topics, whether or not he will play, whether or not something will happen. But we'll already start off, apparently they made a special shoe for him, which is one of the fun facts. And on Wednesday, they were looking into a specialized cleat, the New England Patriots were, to make it easy because of that high ankle sprain. And of course here's a little clip, a soundbite from the guys at Indianapolis talking about Rob Gronkowski and what he's going to do with that high ankle sprain. Speed
1: down the football field, actually about the same speed as Gronkowski. That was affected. So if I was a 4-6 guy, I was automatically a 4-7 four seven five guy. What I worry about Gonkrovsky the most is his blocking ability. When he gets engaged in the box, in the interior box, and you have all those other legs around his feet and ankles, I believe his power on the point of attack will be effective, and I also believe his psyche will be effective with people being around his legs. All right, well, well, let's go to the other side of it, TJ, in covering a guy like this. I understand the blocking part of it, but they want to get use this guy as a weapon. So now you're on defense, linebacker, safety, who's ever going to cover him? Schematically, what changes or what are you doing to – to guard a guy and cover a guy with a
2: bad ankle like that?
1: I I think it's all levels of the defense. I think the defensive line can affect him initially before their rush, the ends. Let's get a bump on Gronk. See how effective he is. Is he 80%, 90%, 70%? I want to make it difficult for him to leave the line of scrimmage. I know we couldn't even find film of anybody jamming him at the line of scrimmage, but now that I know he's hurting, I'm going to jam him. And when... You find him going through those crossing routes. When you have a chance to hit him six foot six, two 265 pounds, very difficult to bring him down up high. I'm going to hit him down low. You know, it sounds a bit Absolutely. insensitive. Yeah. That's what football is about.
0: That was from uh, Tom Jackson and Chris Carter, the two men debating along with uh, my boys Mike and Mike, talking about Rob Gronkowski against the Giants defense, which I think is one of the marquee matchups in this whole football game, because you have one of the most dynamic offenses I have seen all year. Of course, this truly has been a year of the quarterback. Tom Brady is, is electric on the field. The way he orchestrates that offense with Danny Woodhead, Ben jarvis Green Ellis, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, Dion Branch, even Ocho Cinco getting in the few games he did. That's why I wish Dan was here with me, fellow Bostonian, to get his take. But if anyone else that wants to talk about uh, the Patriots, they go up against the Giants defense with a dominant front four have guys like Justin Tuck, Ossian Manura. And most of those guys actually played in the last matchup. Patriots team, they had Randy Moss back in 07. So offensively, there's some new guys. I mean, Wes Walker still stayed there, but Bill Belichick and his team is completely changed, especially in the defensive side too, because you had Rodney Harrison at safety, Teddy Bruschi, and now you don't anymore. And so a we'll move from Rod Gronkowski in the defense... <clears throat> we'll switch to other parts of the Super Bowl. Rumors are that Peyton Manning is, has been finally cleared to play. We'll stick with Indy. Was cleared to play by doctors, yet he's still going through some sort of beef with owner of Jim Ursay. And it's interesting in the fact because people are speculating whether he wants out or not. I think Peyton Manning needs to at least stay a couple years in Indy. Because you don't know what's going to happen with this injury. Of course, he'll go through a full training camp. He'll do all that. And so, who knows how Peyton Manning will end up. Sticking with Jim Ursay as well. was going on reports. Yahoo reported that he went on the record saying the Super Bowl should be in London. The 50th anniversary. And it would be interesting to see what happens, how they decide that. Because I personally think they should do it in Los Angeles. The site of Super Bowl one. But for now, the Super Bowl is in Indianapolis. And we'll take a quick music break, but when we come back, we will have hopefully more football analysis. We'll also talk about Lance Armstrong and Josh Hamilton, two guys in the news that have had some pretty big, severe, and somewhat humbling things happen to them over the past few days. But stay with us. You're listening to Fanatic Radio on WVAU.
3: I ready to pour, just in long So we went and we sat down, kissing to told me about jacuzzi, interesting. So we jumped right in. All called, diverted to answer phone.
4: Please
3: I the mean, me her parents, what kind of country? Can you feel me? me All my blood and two at the phone when my bottle has the content gone When it never turn to cruise you turned on Can you feel me? Whenever the coast was clear and you'd ask me to come back. Keys in my hand to the 4 by 4 Jumped in my ride, right, in and nobody saw. Because we went in, we got down, bound, bound to live with them. So it was early morning, so we better be leaving. So I gave you my jacket for you to hold. Told you to wear it, cause you felt lost. I mean, did not mean to break the rules. I weren't trying to play, mommy, that's for fools. We were just doing things, young people, and I do. Parents trying to find out what we were (laughs) doing. Saying, why can't you keep your promises? No, don't say no, be home by. Two shadows moving in your bedroom. Now you're dressed in black. When I left, you were dressed in white. Can you feel me? Yes. (laughs)
4: Hallelujah. <laughs>
1: So, your psychic among those that you with one go. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag,
5: on am useless. Not for all the future.
6: How did you make it? Allow me
1: to make this child like in nature. Rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy. I'm in them. Every sprouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea. You see with your eyes, I see destruction and demise. Corruption in the sky, from this bucket is a Now I'm trusting to your life through rust, so not in muscles, but possessing to provide for me as a guide. Y'all can see me now, cause you don't see with your eyes. You perceive with your mind, that's the inner. So I'ma stick around with rust and be a man. But a few rounds of so motherfuckers remember what the thought is I brought all this so you can survive when law is lawless Feeling sensations that you thought was dead No squealing, remember that it's
5: all in your head Hey, it I'm feeling glad I got shot in a fire
0: Back to Fanatic Radio. Just like that, we have our first caller of the day. Thank you for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio.
7: Hi, this is Lindsay speaking.
0: What's up, Lindsay? How are you?
7: I'm good. How are you doing, Michael?
0: I'm good. Thanks for calling in.
7: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: So, are you going to watch the Super Bowl this Sunday?
7: I sure am.
0: So, I'm who really are you? Really excited about it. Who? What team are you rooting for?
7: I'm rooting for the Patriots. Gotta say.
0: Why? Why are you rooting for the Patriots? What? What's your reason behind that?
7: Some hometown pride, you
0: know. Okay, very nice. You a Tom Brady fan? I am. All right, can't. Um, thank you for your call, Lindsay. Can't look. We're slowly anticipating the day of that game.
2: Yeah, yeah, can't wait. I'll see you in the
7: lounge for it.
0: For sure. Thanks for calling in once again.
7: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Have a good one.
0: You too. Bye interesting way to open it but okay coming back from this last commercial break i uh, told the good people on fanatic radio that i would hopefully find someone out in the hall i did one better i found the ben florence head 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 honcho of bflow.com bflow360.com
8: is that right welcome to fanatic radio ben uh thank you very much it's uh it's a real honor i just got your message came back from a chipotle sprinted here probably gonna regret it shortly but yeah (laughs) great to be on so, uh, how's your week been? We- crazy week in sports
0: obviously. How's it been so far?
8: Yeah, it's been uh, pretty good, just you know, uh, you know, chasing a ride, you know, chasing a dream as they say. Yeah, I was gonna say you, uh how's hosting sports on the other day. I saw you were one of the four panelists. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh regular panelist, uh, Tyler Tamea didn't show up. Uh I don't know what his deal was, so they uh <laughs> they, they wanted me on and if you watched the episode I'm on for like the first twenty minutes, so and I was able to s- figure out how to get it online, put it on my blog so it could help uh promote the show and myself so it's good actually you mentioned that how long have you had this blog? I've had this blog since uh April of uh twenty ten okay, so you're
0: approaching almost a- your year anniversary in April as well. Hmm. That's exactly what's gonna happen on my radio show There we go actually uh, next yeah ne- day next week fans fans of the radio show because February fourteenth was the first ever day I had it. So that was back when we used to have it on, on Monday. Yeah. So the second week of February will be the one-year anniversary of Little Lone Fanatic Radio. I just want to take a stop and say thank you to the 87 people that have liked the page. Our goal is to 100 by May, by the time we get out for the summer break. One of the things we're actually working on is trying to get it to continue over the summer. I know some people at the TCU radio station trying to plug my show the best I can. But, yeah, but, uh, oh, yeah dang, we have to actually throw a surprise party, uh, special uh, festivities for that.
8: But, yeah, so you cover basically all the sports. Uh, Yeah, I cover uh, them all. I, f- I focus mostly on, like, uh, NFL, M- MLB, NBA, a little hockey, uh, some NASCAR, because I'm one of the...
0: Yes, did you watch the uh, 50th anniversary of the 24-hour Daytona?
8: Uh, I saw I saw clips of it. I was able to catch it online. Cause hey,
0: I shout out to A.J. and my friend John Logan from University of Michigan, a big Dinger fan, that he's definitely had a complete change. He goes from racing at Petty Enterprise, close to winning yeah. some races, and then with the Kurt Busch incident, gets signed by Penske, ends up winning it for Michael Shank Racing, which is at Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to my fans in Ohio listening. <laughs> and he ends up winning it. So this could ultimately jumpstart his thing, because funny f- fact, the last NASCAR driver to win that event... I believe, was Juan Montoya. Makes and sense. He ended up making the chase that year after. I was going to say Jimmy Johnson. Oh, uh, you know, yes. He's yeah. raced in that. Do you see what he's doing? He is promoting, especially on Twitter, he's hashtagging, every, every post, he's hashtagging six-pack. Really? Which is, I guess, his promo, or his, his, uh, his thing to try to win a six championship. Oh, uh, yeah. All I say is good luck. We'll have our NASCAR preview later in this month, <laughs> especially when the 500 comes around. Oh, I am yeah. so excited most life. we've talked about racing on this show in quite some time. <laughs> but we'll shift gears back to football. How excited are you for the Super Bowl?
8: I I am very excited. It's always it's always the Super Bowl. I well, uh Super Bowl forty two, which is obviously a rematch of I thought was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen and right. you know I'm always pump always pumped up for the Super Bowl, but I think this is a you know, you got two really good teams, you got two big market teams, so the, you got a lot of people uh invested in it. I wish uh, the uh, the Packers had gotten right in there, but you know we'll see wha- we'll
0: see what happens. So speaking of the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers nominated for I think it's MVP the NFL honors. The inaugural honors ah, are yes. on tonight or Saturday night, right? Yeah, tomorrow night. So say, looking at the guys that could win that award, I know you're a big Rodgers fan, mm. but if you put for at least MVP? You got to at least. We'll get to your answer. i them going to say Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, but we'll have our we have another caller. What's up? Thanks for calling in the show. You are on Fanatic Radio.
4: Hello. Yellow,
0: you're on.
3: Hey, Michael. What's
0: up? Is this the one and only John Gardner? Uh, it is. How are you? You never return my calls. <laughs>
3: I'm good. How
0: about you? Doing good. Hosting the show. Uh, what do you think of this new time slot? Good or bad?
3: Um, I like the old time slot, but I'm glad you got this new one.
0: I know we actually had a funny story behind the backstory behind that. I'll tell you later. But uh, Super Bowls this weekend. Are you going to watch it?
3: Yes, for sure. I was
0: going to say, good. You're American. You have to watch it. Who do you like? Who do you like in that game?
3: Um, I really. I mean, it's going to be a really good game. I think both teams have really come through a lot during the playoffs. Um, I, I'd like to see the Patriots win, and I think they will win. But we'll see. All
0: right, and also is, uh, is the great Taylor Morgan with you as well?
3: Uh, yes. Let me let me get him. Taylor.
0: All right. have have a question
7: for you. Hello.
0: Taylor Morgan, how are you, mate?
7: Good, thanks. How are you, mate?
0: I'm good. How's uh, how's the new year been so far?
7: Oh, fantastic.
0: How's your arm, by the way? You say you got got out of the cast. How how's it been so far? Yeah,
7: it's been good. Um, definitely getting a lot better. I just took the stitches out today so um and the cast was off so that's definitely a lot more freedom
0: now. So that's good. That's good. I right, I asked John Gardner this. I'm gonna ask you, are you watching the Super Bowl on Sunday?
7: Yeah, yeah I'll be watching.
0: Are you a Patriots fan as well?
7: Um no, I like the Giants a little bit more than the than the Patriots. Why do so. you think
0: why do you think the Giants will win?
7: Uh why do I think the Giants will win? Yeah. Um uh I just have a feeling I think it's gonna be a good game, and uh, I like their chances at the moment, just looking at the team, and it looks
0: decent. Right, also, I moment. said, uh, mentioned in my last segment that the commissioner and several of the owners want to put the 50th Super Bowl in London. What are your thoughts on b- w- being bringing the Super Bowl to Wembley?
7: Oh, it'll be fantastic. I think it'll be great for it to be in another country and get obviously have some American fans go over there and see. Uh, and I think it'll be great for... England to sort of like be introduced to the game because 'cause we're all starting to sort of recognise the game and uh see it on T V more. So it'd be good for to actually get a chance to go and kind of see a game actually on home turf so that'd be that'd be great.
0: Alright, and also just for both of you guys, any final comments you wanna make?
7: Um
0: shout outs you wanna give.
7: Oh yeah, um shout out to George Mason Soccer.
0: That's right. How, guys, it's currently in the spring season, right?
7: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to George Nesteruker and all the lads. are listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you need to get them to listen. We need more fans on this show.
7: Definitely, mate. Definitely.
0: All right. Also, yeah. Okay. The, yeah. All right. Thanks for your call, guys. Yeah.
7: Take it easy. Good Bye. luck
0: to your uh, season. Yeah.
7: Thank you. And tell John no, Gardner.
0: Tell John Gardner to send me a spring schedule if you guys got one.
7: Yeah,
0: we will do. All
7: right. Thanks, mate. All right. Take it easy. Bye.
0: Fellow players of the George Mason soccer team. Uh, no conflict of interest at all. <laughs> First card, actually, my brother. But yeah, actually, interesting question. Did you hear about this? Uh, Ursay wants to put the Super Bowl in London. Yeah, I, I heard about it. Because yeah, so I know Goodell, yeah. Goodell pitched that idea, I think it was like three years ago, and I sort of laughed at it, but I mean, he, t- uh, Mr. Morgan, actually a Southampton native. Yes, wow. what,
8: how crazy would that be at the uh, Super Bowl? Would be it, in London. It'd be it'd be, it'd just be very bizarre. I mean there it would th- be it would be you know, just it's such an American, you know, thing, right. just spectacle and it's overseas. I mean of course they will draw a crowd. They draw a crowd for terrible NFL <laughs> games. I'm just also interested because you know there's a big time difference when they would sched- right. schedule the game if they want to continue what is it, six, seven I hours? I think so. If it's six or seven hours they can't really do the current six thirty Eastern time. Uh uh, kickoff. Uh, so right. I, they they may, if they do it like, I don't know, 9 o'clock there, then it'd be at 2.30, and then it'd be... Afternoon for us, right. Yeah, it'd be, it'd, it'd be kind of interesting. I, I, I don't know if they'll ever have, but you keep on hearing G- Commissioner Goodell saying they want, you know, more games international, they want a, potentially a team out there. Yeah,
0: because I know the the Bills are in their final contract of their ca- their Canadian tour. I think the Rams hmm. are a three-year contract in London. Yeah, I saw that, and then... Of course it happens like that all in international in sports major sports because David Stern proposed the All-Star game to be in Paris one year. Yeah. I think he wanted to do that. I think it'd be cool. Not the so. not the 50th though. Yeah. It's always something special like that. I said earlier I hope it's in the I'd like for it to be in the Rose Bowl, sort of the place mm. where where the uh, Super Bowl began, everything started off. But um also this coming up just on the wire, Goodell said that If Los Angeles were to get a team, they would expand the league to 34 teams. Do we need more NFL teams?
8: Uh, I mean, you always love more football, but I feel that 32 is just, it's a number that works so well. Right. Right now, in terms of scheduling, because after, I I remember when there were a few years when there were 31 teams before they brought in a, uh, Houston Texans, and then they move Seattle over to the NFC, but I don't see how they would schedule unless they're really getting serious about a potential 18-game schedule, which makes it a little more possible, but I ultimately think that Commissioner Goodell really says he doesn't want to have to move a team, but there are a few teams I could see right now very easily moving to L.A. once they get a stadium deal in place. I hope that actually works out. I'd love to see a team in L.A. Absolutely. I'd like
0: to actually see how the Raiders go back. Hmm. So like after that 30-for-30 with Ice Cube. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I'd love to see the Raiders go back. But uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, this past... I guess yesterday, yeah. Who am I kidding? Former American University graduate, current ESPN News anchor, Bram Weinstein, who we've had last semester, who actually went on to talk about the whole Tim Tebow saga, and Hmm. we had him on last time when Chris Paul was actually getting traded. He has now come back for a second debut on Fanatic Radio. I had a... Here is Bram Weinstein actually having visited American yesterday to talk with people and do a talk in Katzen, I think, of where it was. Yeah. And first of all, before we start this interview, your thoughts on him?
8: Oh, I mean, I, I knew him a little bit. I initially had him confused with somebody else initially just by name. By some other ESPN news guy, but yeah, he right. seemed like a pretty cool guy. He's actually, his, his parents were there. Yeah, I
0: saw that, yeah. Yeah,
8: cause he's from uh, Silver Spring. He had Hometown boy. Apparently, like, his brother-in-law was there or something like that, and uh, yeah, I mean, he seemed like a pretty cool guy. I mean, he's, uh certainly seems like he worked his tail off to get to be able to work at Bristol. I remember he was talking about how he spent a couple of years in Hastings, Nebraska, and I don't yeah. even know where
6: that is, so...
8: I wouldn't either,
0: but here's a – we sat down his thoughts on Super Bowl forty-seven. Yes. Welcome back to uh, AU. Thank you. How long has it been since you've been back on campus? Ooh. Uh, man, I can't remember
9: the last time I was here. Uh, at least a couple of years, at least.
0: So how do you think of, of everything coming back for the homecoming?
9: It's uh, – oh, it's different. Um, The Mary Graydon Center, the tavern, was actually a bar. Right. When I was going to school here, uh, the SIS building, that didn't exist. Uh, and so it, a lot is different. But Letts Hall looks the same. Right. So, you know, from that perspective, that seems familiar to me. Right. So uh, obviously Not that I went in. Let's get that clear. I actually didn't go
0: inside. It looked, from the quad, it looks the same to me. Yes. Uh, so obviously a busy week, especially in Bristol, the Super Bowl and everything. Yeah. Oh, Super Bowl week going going.
9: The so Brule week is interesting because we're constantly hoping that there's some form of news—not bad news, just something. <laughs> right. Because the the lead at, two weeks is too long between football games, so the lead up, you know, I, how much do you have? To, how much can you take talking about Rob Gronkowski's ankle? You know, there, there's a limit. So, um, you know, so it's it's a week where we're trying to create news.
0: You so, know, your thoughts go. on that though? Do you think he'll be 100 percent? No, not 100 <laughs> percent. I think he'll play. I think i will play. Do you think that'll make any more of an effect to the Patriots' offense?
9: If he's not effective, yeah. Like a huge effect on their offense. But I'm, I'm going to assume he's going to gut it out and be right. good enough. You know, maybe he's not as fast. But, you know, it's really his size that's the problem with him. So I I really actually don't think it's an enormous deal. I, th- I think he'll be okay. But he 100%? No way. He, he, that injury, you're not 100% for six weeks.
0: So he right. So looking at that though, Patriots either the Patriots offense or the Giants defense, what would you favor in a game like this? Um, you know
9: I'm not in the business of betting against Tom Brady, so I like him against anybody. But what's been proven, and they proved it a few years ago in the Super Bowl, and the Ravens started to kind of prove it a couple weeks ago. If you can get pressure on him, he's not mobile, so and he will make mistakes when on the move and. The Giants' biggest strength on their defense is their line. I mean, they've got very good, proficient, fast, big pass rushers. So if the Patriots can actually form a pocket for Tom Brady, Tom Brady will win. And if they can flush him out, just get him moving. I mean, let alone hit him and you know, sack him, but if they just get him moving, I like the Giants. Right. So I, you know, I think the line of scrimmage on that, in that regard, is the game to me. If Brady's sitting back there untouched, nobody beats him. Nobody. He has a loss to see, loss to the Giants. Nobody beats him, so they got to make a move. And
0: so looking at if whoever the quarterback whoever wins, in your mind, what is more impressive, being Tom Brady four and one in the Super Bowl or Eli Manning two and zero beating Tom Brady? Uh,
9: you know, I was having this discussion with someone the other day. I, I was ridiculed for it too, and I said, uh, in the end, Eli Manning's career is going to be better than his brother's. That the numbers will suggest it, even though they don't now. Because if he wins, he'll have more Super Bowl wins than his brother. He'll have an over 500 record, an incredible road playoff record. And I would argue that it is much harder for him playing for the Giants than it is for Peyton playing for the Colts to get to this place based on the division he plays in, based on the media market he plays in, and based on the weapons that he's had throughout his career around him. So if Eli wins again... I think we need to cut out this, not only is he his little brother, but I think we start putting him in the class of this is among the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And stop with this, oh, it's Breeze, Rogers, Brady, Peyton went healthy, right. and then he's in that second tier. He's not in that second tier anymore if he wins again. I'm not even sure he is anymore after this season, and he got there again. Brady wins. Well, now he's tied with for the most Super Bowl wins by any quarterback ever and I think it starts to solidify his place where you start wondering, is he the best quarterback that's ever played? You know, I don't think we're saying that about Eli yet. I think we're way away from that. But for Brady, you know, you you look around at the players on his team. Wes Welker, okay, he's a great receiver. For them, you know, like, who's the other receiver that's good on that team? Who? I can't even name (laughs) one. Danny Woodhead runs the ball. Ben Jarvis-Griellis averages... 41 yards a game. I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, he's not playing with these Hall of Fame players. Maybe Gronkowski turns into that. He had a great year. Maybe Hernandez turns into that. He had a great year. But don't kid yourself. You know, like this guy is the reason why they're good. Without him, you know, come on, you know, they're not doing the things that they've done. So uh, for both of them, I think it's you know, enormously important for their for their legacy. And
0: we talk about the best. Do you think the
9: Belichick-Brady tandem is one of the best? Uh, by far. I mean, especially in this era. I mean, it's very, very, very hard with a salary cap and parity to be in the playoffs every year. It's just hard to do it. Um, you can't keep your players. you got to change things around. So, yes, I mean, I, I they're among the top tandems of all time.
0: And so who you, I mean, not to call you on it. who are you picking for the season?
9: You know, I've had a hard time with that because <laughs> I, I think it's just going to be a close game. And um, it's not that I'm like trying to hedge, I just, I don't know. And I think right now the Giants are a little better, but the Patriots, I'm just, there's something about them losing to them four years ago that I think is going to manifest itself. And um, they've been loose this week. So I'm going to take the Patriots just on the, fa- on the fact that normally they're really tough to deal with, and this week they seem really loose. So I think they know something we
0: don't know, so I'm going to go with them. Do you feel like it'll be just almost like an identical game to what happened a few years ago? No,
9: I think it's going to be more points this time. I think think the Patriots learned from their mistake in the last Super Bowl. They did not change what they did throughout that year, and they tried to be almost uh, just a pass-first, pass-only team, and that was a mistake. I think they're going to run the ball uh, a little bit more. They're going to try to get those linemen to back off just a little bit, just to give Brady that extra second that he needs to get the ball out. I think offensively they're going to be a little different than they were that last time. And uh, I think it's going to be a great, close game.
0: All right, Brand Weinstein, ESPN News, former AU grad. Thank you so much for joining. All right. Mr. Weinstein, thank you for the show. We'd love to have him back, actually. And hopefully we will, especially when college basketball rolls around, and the NBA season comes to a close. Love to get more marquee guests. But um, back to what I was going to talk to you before we had those callers. NFL honors are tonight. MVP. I know you're a big Packers fan.
8: Yeah, but
0: if you put Rodgers or Breeze, who would be the better MVP?
8: Uh, it you know it's re- they're really close because they both had ridiculously impressive season. They both <clears throat> broke some sort of records. Um, I, I think it's really tough, but I think I give me, you know, like I said, I am a Packers fan, but I think I might give the Packers were the better team. Slightly, I mean, but they came very close to uh having a undefeated season um they were the top seed they only lost once and but i, I think what could- potentially hurt Rogers is that a his team didn't go out so well and b look at what Matt Flynn did in week seventeen against Detroit setting team records right. against Detroit I mean their secondary is terrible, but I think that might hurt him a little bit but i think uh, either way i think the the uh, the nfl won't get it wrong i think uh, tom brady also had an awesome season i don't think he's going to win it i don't think he's really that close in contention but he had a really good season and i, I give a couple shout outs you know i've i've know a bunch of giants fans being from new jersey but Eli manning had is at least that deserved true, to be yeah. in the conversation that's I, what uh,
0: that's what bram last said during his little Spiel. He said that Eli Manning, how if, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll definitely be at least better better along the same level as his brother. Absolutely. But the season he had this year, yeah, especially the weapons he had. Absolutely. But So now we'll uh, take a quick music break. When we come back, we'll come back with our uh, two-minute drill, two-minute warning, or buzzer beater shot. We need, to, we need to stick to an A. I think it was buzzer beater last semester. Huh. But we'll talk about a whole bunch of sports when we come back. The college landscape, National Signing Day. We'll get to Hamil- Josh Hamilton We'll get to Lance Armstrong, my boy, and other sports, especially how AU is coming up. Big game next week in the basketball landscape. But stay with us. Ben Florence, Miles Gardner. You're listening to FNAC Radio on WVAU.
5: Tonight.
0: Welcome back to Fanatic Radio here on WVAU. We had a little bit of justice. Uh, shout out to Nancy Yarshoff, American University SID. I played Roxanne by the Police because she said as long as she can set up a Bram Weinstein interview, I have to play a song from the 80s. So Nancy, <laughs> that one was for you. <laughs> but now we're uh, here to our uh, our two-minute drill, I'll call that, two-minute warning here on Fanatic Radio. Just a couple of housekeeping things to touch on. Go to facebook.com slash to like the page, because that way you can listen to the podcast, which we be uploaded on SoundCloud just so shortly. If you missed Bram Weinstein's interview or fellow George Mason soccer players, John Gardner and Taylor Morgan, even my R.A. Lindsey. Lindsey Williams called in. <laughs> so, um, back here at FNAC Radio, Ben Florence, Mylo Gardner. Uh, just a little bio, quick bio on Ben, writer, current uh, author or head honcho of BeFlo360.com, yeah. an all-purpose sports blog. Absolutely. I'd like to have you definitely back on the show more often. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But we'll, we'll quickly go to f- uh, round out the day. We actually be covered NASCAR, the NFL. We'll get to our predictions in a minute. National Signing Day was this week. In this case the Super Bowl sort of glossed over everything. Daryl Green Beckham, Gary Pinkle hit the jackpot, getting the number one recruit in the country.
8: Absolutely, yeah. I, I've got a couple of friends out in Mizzou. Actually, uh, in a month I'll be heading out, part of my uh, spring break, because, you know... Because you know, while well, kids like to go to Florida, I'll be out in Columbia, Missouri. But yeah, it's a big, it's a big coup. It's a big coup for this uh, zoo program, especially because they're going to need to get more top recruits as they head into the SEC. Because they were always right, a, yeah. a, a middling uh, program in the Big Twelve, and even though the Big Twelve was very good this year, going to the SEC and I believe the SEC East, it's not going to be easy. So they're going to need. Th- this is definitely a start, and it also benefits that he's from a zoo. So. That is true. Also, uh, but heard a lot of Washington DC
0: cuz you know, you know, I was told to stay local. So a lot of DC guys uh to mention Eddie Goldman a from uh Collegiate Academy went to Florida State. Jimbo yeah. Fisher really has turned is is doing his best to sort of uh, it's almost like they didn't, he's not turning this program around. He's sort of just keeping it where by about and left off. Yeah, yeah. They're big for that. Also, I'm very surprised. I'd love to see Texas get back to sort of its national dominance. Absolutely. I think Case McCoy, or what's the guy? Ash. 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 Yes. <laughs> Those two, if Back if Brown can figure that out, that team is going to be unstoppable. Of course, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the USC's and the Alabama's in the world. I'd love to see Texas sort of become back to that powerhouse. Because it's not that I'm sick of Oklahoma. Yeah. I'd love to see someone at least challenge that. Absolutely. Oh, my I think Miami also had some big recruits. That's another school I'm really looking forward to to sort of return because. Yep, is the Louisiana Tech guy still the coach uh, at Miami? Because I know Randy, Randy Shannon's still there. Uh, no, it's
8: uh, Al Golden who was at uh, Temple. Yeah, the Temple guy. He came in last year. And yeah. Uh, so. Yeah.
0: Also big for that. Uh, quickly to baseball. Last year we kind of missed the fact that uh, Prince Fielder joined the Tigers. But what do you think of that? How how much does the the big stars are switching from
8: the NL to the AL? Uh, yeah, well, I think they definitely see that the AL is a little more hitter friendly than the NL. You get uh, you also get have the chance to be able to play. Uh, D.H., which could add some years to your career, I think that probably might be a big draw for Prince Fielder because because of his weight, he probably won't be able to play uh, in the field that much longer.
0: Right, and um, we'll get to, uh, you want to say something quick about the Bracket Busters. The ESPN released that last week as well. Game you're really excited for?
8: The game I'm absolutely excited for, I think it's probably the top game, is uh, St. Mary's and Murray State. It'll be by far Murray State's toughest test. Of the year, and if if they beat them, I don't see why they can't go uh, win out into March. And St. Mary's is a darn good club, and they've been good for they are yeah f- few years too. The
0: whole conference that's definitely a surprise for me. Absolutely, uh, I'll get to my pick later. But before we end the show, your Super Bowl pick: Who do you think is going to win, and why?
8: Uh I like the New England Patriots. I think that I personally don't think that Belichick and Brady are going to let them lose. So this Giants team, again, I think I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close throughout. I, th- I think uh, I made my prediction 28-24 New England over the Giants.
0: All right. I'm actually going to say the Giants to sort of go devil's advocate yeah. here. I think that defensive front is going to put the pressure on Brady. Gronkowski hurt. Eli Manning, Victor Cruz, that's going to be all day. If not, hey, how about uh, a little Hakeem Nix? So
8: Absolutely. there you have it.
0: Also... Uh, Happy job. Melancholy Happy Trails to Gia- uh, Angelo Dundee, the trainer for the, the king of the world, Muhammad Ali. Josh Hamilton, we're there for you. And for everyone that doubted Lance Armstrong, the feds cleared him. His <laughs> seven-time tour to France is cleared. And that's how we end the show here on Fanatic Radio. Go to facebook.com slash fanatic radio. Like the page. Listen to the podcast. For Ben Florence, I'm Michael Gardner. So long. We'll see you next time. Yoshi.